Comically Inclined. I am Danny Stewart, editor in chief for ComicallyInclined.com. I am Brittany Shelton, the social media manager. I'm Heather, the technical director. Hi, Heather. Welcome to the show. How is everyone doing this week? Horribly. So you may have noticed an absence. Blake has had some personal stuff happen. He's going to take the week off. He'll be back next week. Uh, And our human relations uh, specialist and fact checker extraordinaire, Ben Stewart, should be in the chat any second now. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. Uh, Thank you, Brittany. I'm, I'm, I'm like, just so, like, frantic right now. Um, Nick Beck led us off with the first comment in the chat, and uh, it says, a hand job from a deaf person counts as oral. There you go. That's a thing you know now. <laughs> Heather, how was your week? Sense. Busy. Been a busy week? Been been working? Britt, I know you've been busy. We're getting ready for, uh, for Cape Con coming yeah. up in two weeks. Uh, not this coming weekend, but the one after. Uh, yeah, I've been doing my research. Yeah, and uh, you've been driving the charge on that social media. Uh, I so try. If you're following us... I, hi, Ben. Ben is in you. <laughs> if you are following us on our social media, and why wouldn't you be, um, you should be seeing all the guests that we're bringing to Cape Con. We uh, may have some fun last-minute announcements, but right now I think we have most of the list out. Um, but we will be there with a panel room full of entertainment starting um, Friday and going all the way to Sunday evening. Fantastic. Uh, hey, Brittany, do you want to talk about some news? Yay! Let's fire up the rumor mill. (laughs) Okay. So the first one I want to talk about just because it's going to be a train wreck and this just gives me a whole different level of anxiety. Uh, The new Black Adam TV spot. We were all super excited for this movie anyway. Like I was going (laughs) in with like low expectations and hoping like, prepare for the worst, like hope for the best type of thing. But they keep making it harder. Uh, So the new TV spot, bad, (laughs) um, features individual screen grabs from like the Justice League movie, uh, or like Man of Steel, Batman, all of them. So you have the entire Justice League now featured in this. And Harley Quinn of all of the peeps. Like the Margot Robbie uh, Harley Quinn? Yeah, like from her... The first movie from Suicide Squad or from uh, mm, the first one, the second one? No, it was from the second one, okay. Birds of Prey. I remember the jacket, Ooh. but uh, and then you also have Amanda Waller in there talking over everything and then mentioning Black Adam. This feels more and more like just taking a pile of putty and throwing it against the wall and seeing if something sticks, and hopefully, something will make this an okay movie because why. Well, uh, usually you can tell from a movie's marketing campaign whether it's going to be all right or not, usually. Um, If they don't give you a lot leading up to the movie release, it's usually because there's a lot of really good stuff and they're letting the movie rely on itself. Uh, When they're trying to, like, get people excited about a movie that's kind of uh, run-of-the-mill, they have a million TV spots and splash scenes and add characters that aren't going to be in the movie. And it's just, I, I just love it because they're focusing on son of a monkey. What was the original league? The justice society. Yeah. In this movie. And now you're going to feature the justice league. Cause people aren't going to be confused enough with those two different things. 
I don't know. I They keep changing each trailer and trying to find different ways, and I feel like this is just not going to go over well. It might go over worse than the Flash movie, and I don't even plan on seeing that movie. My sincerest hope is that this movie is so bad that it's good. That's the only thing that's going to save it, because I know it's not going to be good. I think it will be entertaining on its own. Not good, and not necessarily a DC Black Adam-worthy film, because Black Adam has some issues, has a very good backstory, and you can do a lot with them, especially if you're going to go back-back, like, into where he got it with the ancient lands, his, like, all of it. It would be such a good story, but I have zero faith that it's actually going to be a good movie. Just entertaining. Where is ye old guild of justice, though? Uh, yeah, I don't know, malnourished. Definitely not. Well, probably in this movie. They seem to be just throwing everything at the Anything wall. Anything with like, the word justice in it. Like like Shelton said. Heather, what are you thinking? I mean, I don't... You're see, hoping, though, right? I, I hope it's good, but I don't see the point in throwing all that stuff in there if they're not going to be in there. Yeah. To, just to get people talking about it. Sounds like it, yeah. I, I know that they there's a rumored Henry Cavill cameo in it. Yeah, to reprise his role as Superman. Yeah, um, and that, I mean... I think that would help sell the film, but I don't see that you know the entire Justice League is going to show up in it. I don't think you're going to get Gal Gadot or um, Jason I'm, Momoa on I'm screen. I'm happy with Superman. Yeah, I and, just don't uh, think that people are going to go watch like an hour and a half, hour and forty to fifty minute movie just for like a thirty second flash of his man boobs. Like I don't see that being worth it. So if it's going to be in there and you want people to go see the movie for it being in there. He's got to actually be in like a snippet of the full movie. I, I literally only went to see the first Venom movie in theater so that I could see the Into the Spider-Verse uh, post-credit scene. Oh, I just waited till you, it was on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I am way too so, cheap for that. No, I mean, thank you. I mean, if the thing you add is cool, I will go and sit through a whole movie just to see it at the end. But that being said... I've never watched any of the Venoms. Yeah. You're not missing out on much. It's. I think it's... No, that's Morbius. That's now on Netflix. I watched. Yeah. I watched Morbius. It didn't hold my attention. I kept zoning out and coming back. And honestly, I could probably still tell you everything that happened in the movie, having I, watched maybe thirty percent. I of could it. probably tell you what happens in the movie, and I haven't even watched it. Yeah, it's definitely not Morbin time. No, no. But I had a morbid curiosity to watch <laughs> Morbius. That's the only movie I almost fell asleep watching in the theaters. Dude, Matt Smith was yoked was in that movie. I was really impressed with how how ripped he got for that. Okay. It's carrying him into House of the Dragon, really. Speaking of dragons, Keanu Reeves is going to be back for Constantine 2. And don't ask me what it has to do with dragons. Probably somewhere in his <laughs> filmography. I don't remember, but Constantine 2. Yes, yes, yes. I, I really... I'm excited. So Constantine is one of those movies that doesn't hardly pay any attention to the comic book that it's based off of yet still happens to be a good movie it is a very good movie like i loved that movie before i even realized the tie between that and dc like it was a very entertaining a very good a very like what the crap just happened movie yeah and that gives us with the return of um, with the return of Keanu Reeves' Constantine and then the Constantine from the CW and the uh, ABC, uh, not ABC, 
What was which what channel was Lucifer on? Ooh, Fox, FX, channel yeah. two. I think it is. FX. It was on a network, like a like a basic. Was it on Fox? I thought Fox it was like is NBC. A basic one. It was like NBC or CBS or something. It doesn't matter. Um, the show that whatever show Lucifer was on, it had a Constantine ben. show as well. And the guy that played Constantine went on to play Constantine and Lucifer. And then in uh, the um, the CW show with the like, time travel, the Legends uh, of Tomorrow. Legends. But he um, had his own show too. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a great. I like, loved him. He's he like looked like him. The best on-screen Constantine to date. But then the Sandman series has Joanna Constantine. I haven't watched it. Which is a gender bend of the Constantine character, and she's great. So we now have three ongoing Constantine actors in the DCEU. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see when they decide to do some sort of Justice League Dark if they recast Constantine a a fourth time, or if we get one of them in the, the main DCEU. I think they might just keep it separate. But anyway, scroll moment. Um, wasn't Joanna Constantine in the actual Sandman series? She was just like a prequel, prequel, like before Constantine, like his great grandma. So there is a a Joanna Constantine earlier that that Sandman knows. But in the Sandman series, the John Constantine character is a gender bend, and it's Joanna Constantine as well. Hmm. Multiverse, they all have constant. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm saying. Like we're we're seeing these big crossovers in the MCU now, where they're trying to bring multiple characters in, and they were trying to do that with the DCU as well, with Michael Keaton being brought into Super or, uh, Flash and Supergirl, and uh, and and now you know that's kind of been thrown thrown aside but or batgirl it was uh he was gonna be in batgirl um but it could be possible that we will see all of the constantines on screen at the same time in the dceu if they can survive that long dc is doing the restructuring and while they did already fire their like head of the dceu and are looking for a new guy now i think they're just gonna burn it all down take the tax hit and just move on with their day that's honestly what I feel like is going to happen. Yeah. That's why they didn't release Batman, theoretically. Is because they just wanted the tax write-off. Oh, the Batman? Or, or the, no, Batgirl. Batgirl. Batgirl, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was, an, that was actually a decision based on... They were going to make more money in the tax write-off than they w- were expecting to make with the actual release of the movie. Yeah, more guaranteed money. The other would have yeah. been like, maybe. Maybe. But I would have watched it for Michael Keaton and Brendan Fraser any day. Yes, definitely. And I think Keaton's Keaton reprising Batman on the silver screen probably would have been enough to put some asses in seats and sell some tickets, but we'll never see it now. Yeah, it'll probably release at some point as like, a, hey, here's a special, buy this and you get this type of thing. And they're replacing him in the Flash movie with uh, Ben Affleck's Batman instead, so because mm. it doesn't make any sense to have him in it now. That's fair. Um, so the next thing, speaking of Batman... Did you know that the third Saturday of every September is Batman Day? I learned that this week, actually. I had zero idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know about, like, Free Comic Book Day and, like, as far as the other, like, I have no idea. There are so many days for days. Um, this day's this day holiday. I don't remember. But just so you know, you can add it to your calendars. Third Saturday in September is always Batman Day. And that's and it's arbitrary like it has nothing to do with the character there's no significant date that happened in batman's life on september third or the third weekend of september it just they were like you know it'd be great 
if this was Batman Day. Yeah. Like, it was a random thing. Like, because yeah. I think originally it was supposed to tie in with like Comic Con, like the first Comic Con. Yeah. And then they're just like, eh, that's too much at one time. Third Saturday, September. <laughs> it's my birthday. Why not? We'll do a double celebration. Nick Beck. Oh, so it's plot armor day. <laughs> Taylor Burton, you sexy mountain man. Thank you for Hi. joining us in chat. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but the Taylor Burton is a sexy mountain man shirt is now available in the merch store on comicallyinclined.com, as well as our retro recap story mode shirt uh, and the... uh, uh, I think I I got the Heather uh, What's in Chat shirt up today. And uh, the... I was working on the Fudge Duck. I don't know if I got it on there. I don't know. Yeah. But, I've been um, focused on Cape Cod. I have no idea about what else is going on in yeah, the world. If you go to comicallyinclined.com, check the merch page, you should be able to purchase shirts now uh, if you want one. Um, let me know if you have any issues with that so I can troubleshoot it. I appreciate it. Speaking uh, of spurch- like spurching, purchasing, yeah. <laughs> words are hard. Speaking of spurging. Okay? Uh, stuff. So Hasbro worked with, like, got a crowd-funded source for Marvel Legends. Like, so it's by Marvel Legends team. It's for Vengeance Hash Lab, like, project. Like, I don't know anything about this. But it gives me hope because they have a mock for Mephisto. Mm. So usually if they're going to actually bring a character in somewhere, he's already pretty relevant in the comics right now because he was just part of the whole Doctor Strange part. Um, So I'm hoping that teasing this and seeing the reaction and actually bringing in Mephisto tunes and figures and all that means we're getting him in the movies or shows, whichever one. I'm happy. Nice. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Mephisto. I actually think that that whole thing with uh, with Madison and the the goat named Jake is yeah. a feint to them actually bringing Mephisto into the uh, the broader MCU. And I think that we might see that before the end of She-Hulk. And mm-hmm. in in the vein of that, I also made a shirt that is on the Comic <laughs> Incline merch page uh, showing plug, uh, plug, Madison. Plug, plug. Uh, with Mephisto kind of over her shoulder, and uh, it says Queen on the bottom of it because I think she might be the Queen of Hell. <laughs> I think I think not only did she steal a, a goblin's heart, but she stole Mephisto's heart too while she was there. And and Ben, the uh, Ben, can you fact check that shirt or the Ben, the fact checker shirt is up on there as well. Okay, I'm done talking about our merch. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> He's going to come back with it any minute now. Uh, but yeah, so I'm really hoping that she is going to pop up. And I would really, if you bring Mephisto in, you could technically tie that with magic, which would tie into X-Men and give him a different door opening for that because magic is becoming more prominent, not only in their comics, um, the new one, like for Doctor Strange, she just had like a revamp of her abilities because she just like changed some shiz. Mm-hmm. Uh, check it out. Not going to spoil it. And it would be very interesting since she's now in the video game, more prominent in the comics to see her make her debut, uh, like a strong debut in the actual X-Men movie. And they could, with the multiverse, just use Anna Taylor-Joy from the New Mutants. Yeah as magic and bring her into the mcu i haven't watched that yet so i can't say yes she's no a on that one but perfect perfect casting of magic i love magic so much yeah she's it, it's really sad that they cast the perfect actress to play magic and then it was in such a crap movie <laughs> i'm gonna have to just watch it for that 
It's it's hard to watch. It's one of those. Uh, it's one of those. It's like you want it to be good, and it is just not. <laughs> Speaking of wanting to be good, Fantastic Four. I don't know why you keep setting me up like this, but I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, Fantastic Four, because he doesn't even know the order that I'm doing these in. Segways are fun. <laughs> Fantastic Four officially has, the, officially theoretically has their writers, but zero at least like public casting announced. So they are starting the process, but I think it's going to be last minute before we actually hear about the cast. I would say the cast is probably already in place and they know who they are. And that is like the most tightly kept secret in Hollywood right now. Yeah, you're, you will disappear like fr- like Walt Disney will come back and make you disappear if you really like reveal anything about this movie before Disney's ready. Seems pretty accurate. Has anyone checked on Tom Holland lately? He may be locked up in a bunker somewhere. He probably is. <laughs> but I'm super excited about that movie, especially since they're not doing origin, because I hate origin stories. It, it, I, I think that we've really gotten away from the need for origin stories in, in comic books, uh, television, movies. and movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's a lesson that it took them a long, long 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 time to learn but i think we're finally there oh, except for morbius that's a totally that's a that's definitely an origin story that doesn't to count end. it's yeah it's like 40 minutes of him not having vampire powers yeah. great so i great. missed after werewolf by night was released the trailer and i don't know if you guys talked about it on here i we did not it. Um, so I got really excited because I was going through and I was watching it on my bedroom TV and like trying to pause like every like pause and pause, pause and pause. And I got super excited when I saw a man thing and I'm like, am I losing my mind? Is it actually there? And then they officially released like an actual picture of man thing. And yeah. he looks terrifying. I can't wait. He is a comic accurate man thing. He looks great. Um, there's a lot of characters in this yeah. that are supernatural based characters like Elsa Bloodstone and her father is in it as well. Um, like I know negative on werewolf by night, the man thing Nothing. werewolf by night. And then you see a scene in the trailer where the TVA is in the mansion. And I thought that and, was that now, but I couldn't get it to pause and, enough to actually break that down. And the werewolf is killing them. He's like ripping them apart. So <laughs> the TVA is attached to this too. So it's going to, in some way it has to be, it's canon. Well, yeah, but also be connected to Loki season two. Ooh. Or it takes place prior to Loki season one, but I don't think so. I think that this is going to segue into Loki in some way. It could just be I a fun time, like a simple one. I don't know. I know nothing about Werewolf by Night. So here's, here's another thing. Supernatural sounds interesting, though. Oh, yeah. I love all things Booth. Yeah, so we're leaning more into the Midnight Sun storylines with you know with the inclusion of Blade, Doctor Strange, uh, Black uh, Black Knight, um, Werewolf by Night, Man Thing. I I just wonder um, with so here's another thing that I, I I just theorize and and tell me if I'm crazy, but we kind of already got the sorceress in the MCU because Sylvie is basically the sorceress from the. Yeah. The Thor comics. But is it possible that... The Enchantress? The Enchantress. Yeah, the Sorceress. Sorceress. Sylvie's the Sorceress. Yeah, but isn't the green chick from Thor the Enchantress? Enchantress is DC, right? Isn't that who the... I thought that was both. Then 
Okay. Um, anyway, so that character, <laughs> uh, is it possible that Madison from She-Hulk is a misdirect and she is actually another magic-based character and she's literally just messing with people? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised you had that first shapeshifter in the one episode that was funny. She, uh, she literally just pops up in Wong's house with a, a, a demon heart in her hand. Like, that's not something a normal person does. Especially a ditzy one. Yeah. I kind of hope it's nothing of that. I just want it to be goofy and just ditzy, innocent, fun. That's what I hope it is. I hope it's not tie-in. It, it just gives me Agatha all along vibes. Yeah. It really does. Okay, so Enchantress is both. Sylvie okay. would be the Enchantress in the MCU. DC Enchantress is just more relevant character in the comic. There's a sorceress, though, right? Or is it Enchantress that wears all green? The Enchantress wears okay. all green. Okay, and Never then, mind. Then. Uh, Enchantress is who I'm thinking of. And that's she's from Asgard. There's like two, I think, different ones in the MCU, but I think the one for DCEU is different, way different. I don't know. And the sorceress, I think, Oh, the Enchantress is what they did for the Justice League movie. The first, no, Suicide Squad, the first movie. That's the Enchantress. Yes, for yeah, DCU. it was uh, DCU. Yep, you were correct. But uh, yeah, I hope they just keep Madison innocent and just free love. And I like dumb. her and Wong's weird relationship. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm loving She-Hulk. I think that show is so funny. It's uh, a it lot of fun. I'm excited for this yeah. week's episode. Cool. Okay. What else we got? So the last two. Uh, since I'm doing Rumor Mill, I got to include whatever I wanted. So I'm including some anime news because I'm freaking excited. So the first thing is that... Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is Wait. happening up there? Somebody's running laps. Uh, so the first thing is that earlier this year, I went and got to see Jujutsu Kaisen Zero mm-hmm. in theaters. I freaking loved it. I don't know if you ever went to go see it, but... It is hitting Crunchyroll today, and I'm super excited to re-watch that and just kind of break it down and just see everything that's going on with it and re-watch the first season. Ben, I'm not talking to you. And then (laughs) also uh, they announced the season two for Jujutsu Kaisen is going to be early 2023. So they're really pulling this together, and I am super excited jujutsu kaisen looks awesome it is amazing if you have not watched it there's pandas (laughs) there's gorillas there's dead people and curses it's just so good i love it so much (laughs) taylor burton's like someone said jesus (laughs) yes yes you beautiful mountain man yes okay and then the last bit of anime news is that chainsaw man which i have not read the manga so i don't know a whole lot about it but it looks gory and light and fun Mm -hmm. so i'm excited about it but they officially released their voice cast for the english dub i've heard that chainsaw man is a lot of fun i haven't watched it but every con we go to i see a ton of chainsaw man yes and it's just getting like wider and wider the further it goes yeah so i I, it's one of those that i need to get caught up on i need to check chainsaw man out but yeah so i'm excited that's my anime news thanks so i guess uh these rumors have been milled yes (laughs) that's how you do it right (laughs) yeah something like that (laughs) throw cards across the room I don't have guards. Nobody trusts me with guards. Do the uh, rumor mill intro again. Uh. 
Uh, welcome back to the show. So, uh, She-Hulk did have a new episode last week, which we've not had a chance to talk about yet. Uh, we got a, a small, very exciting glimpse at a very nice gold helmet. It was beautiful. It was beautiful, <laughs> even though it was very short. And and for the first time on the series, we did not get a post-credit scene. No. I was kind of sad, but okay, and then kind of sad about that again, but we because did, I've been loving the post-credit scenes. We did get that final shot of the uh, the shoe collection. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the, the shoe collection had a lot of... It did. Uh, Spoiler, or key. Son of a... Stop clicking. <laughs> Easter eggs. Easter eggs. There you go. Thank yeah, you. I couldn't, I couldn't think of what it was. Do you guys know I'm the world's fastest snapper? And you're going to have to be the world's fastest to be stabbed. <laughs> Do it. Me, bro. Do it. Do it. Do uh, it. It's about to get dangerous in here, guys. Um, but yeah, so the uh, this new episode, I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of uh, talking. It definitely gave us the uh, the She-Hulk versus Titania setup that we're looking for, where they yep. eventually fight. In the comics, Titania is pretty close in power to She-Hulk. Like she's she beat def- the crap out of She-Hulk the first time she was around. Right. Like she. She has enough power to do some damage to mm-hmm. She-Hulk, and that doesn't appear to be the case right now. That do, we know of. Do you think that she's going to get some kind of power up before the end of the series? Mm. A la the Tim Blake Nelson leader uh, doing something the same way that if, he did with Abomination? If they do... Uh, so here's kind of where my mind went with it, is that the leader may be behind... Ooh. Okay, so the leader is behind the people that are trying to get her blood because he wants to do more experiments on it because that's why he's got the like light bulb for him. Um, and I think Titania is just going to be a side piece because in the comics it's actually <laughs> canon where <laughs> giggity um, <laughs> didn't do that one on purpose. So in the comics there are several times where they actually do work together to like knock out a common goal. So if she's tied into the leader, I think it's going to be one of those things where he made a promise and he just didn't deliver. So she works with She-Hulk to like beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the ultimate thing is going to be the leader, or at least a glimpse of the leader at the end. Yeah. But they do say the last three, four episodes are going to be very different than the first ones. So maybe she's just a sh- distraction right now. So I haven't thought about it in terms of them trying to get She-Hulk's blood. But we also have, even though Hulk is off-world, we do still have the Abomination. Well, yeah. Who's able to turn human in Abomination now, so his blood is able to be stolen as well. Um, So I I do think that we're going to see some sort of hybrid, more powerful Titania at some point. I I just Mm. feel like... Before the end of the series, she's going to have to have somebody that is physically dangerous for her. Yeah. There's going to be a superhero fight at some point that isn't just She-Hulk overpowering whoever comes at her. It, yeah. I completely agree. I just, I don't know, because I'm like processing this all in my head, because I'm trying to think, because I do think that maybe at the end of this, kind of like what they've done with some of the other movies, we might get a Easter egg or a after shot of... Abomination joining uh, Thunderbolts. Thank you. Um, I was trying to say that, but I just kept thinking of the dog bolt from Disney instead. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why. This is my brain, how it works. 
Um, John Travolta. <laughs> so I kind of leaning towards that's where Abomination's going to go. And he's going to kind of fight on the side of good. I don't know. I have no idea because my brain just opened up to a whole different whirlwind because I forgot about the leader. And so my brain is in like six different locations at the moment. Well, and if we get believing we get Daredevil, there's got to be a bigger threat that brings him into the mix, right? It's the incredible frog man. (laughs) He's probably going to be. I don't know who that is. (laughs) Uh, We don't. Well, he could be a good guy, but he could be a very bad at being good guy, kind of like Catman in the Haley or the Harley Quinn series is very bad at being a bad guy. So the so the frog Frogman is actually the son of a villain, and he took his dad's costume and became a hero. So one of the the main theories I've seen is that instead of getting his dad being the villain and then him becoming the hero, he's going to start out as a villain and then turn into a hero before the end. Um, and and so I don't think that's going to be the thing that gets us Daredevil. Uh, I, I mean, I think that. Based on the fact that it's a green car that hits She-Hulk that Daredevil's riding on, I think that that's Frogman at that point. Um, but again, <laughs> I don't think that's the villain that's going to be like they have to team up to take him down. Right. Is it Fantastic Frogman? Something like that. I don't know. But wouldn't it kind of be funny if Daredevil is chasing Frogman, trying to beat the crap out of him, and She-Hulk has like a legal argument with him while he's daredevil on why he shouldn't beat him up just like turn him over to the police and then she like reps frogman and then has to go against like daredevil for some reason for somehow i didn't that just sounds fun there was a tease that they released i haven't watched any of these teasers for the series where she hulk looks at uh, Daredevil and then looks at the screen and is like, he's kind of doing it for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and the, the theory that is that maybe, they're going to hook they up. matched on Tinder. Yeah. I am okay with that. That, that there's going to be some uh, some Daredevil She-Hulk uh, hookup action at some point in the show, too. Mm, her and Luke Cage. Anyway, my brain's going in bad places. <laughs> uh, so, top five? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, the <laughs> fantastic Frogman becoming a hero, we're talking about villains that turn good this week on Top 5. I think. Hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Top 5. Like I said, hey. this week it is Top 5 Villains Turned Heroes. Uh, feel free to share yours in the chat, and we will start breaking it down. Uh, Brittany, would you like to go first, or do you want Heather to... Uh, I can go first. That's fine. Cool. So, number one... So, it was really hard to, for me to figure out what order this goes in. Uh, so, my number one, I think, is going to be so Severus. No- oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you were doing your number one now. I was going to say, no, do number no, five No, number five. First. My number one, number five would be Severus Snape. Oh. What? Yes, I know. I messed up. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to play that one up. <laughs> but Severus Snape, I, he was the guy that we love to hate. Rip. I miss him. Yeah. Um. And then at the end where you see more of the backstory as far as like he was actually the good that was behind everything. Oh, I cried like a baby. I still cry at that. I get teary-eyed. Yeah. As much as I can cry. But Snape is the greasy goth professor we all wished we'd had growing up. Yes. 
I am Slytherin, so that would work. Me too. Same. Explains a lot. Oh, wow. That's a lot of Slytherin energy over here. Landon, what are you? I'm a Gryffindor. Oh, my God. I've literally never met a Gryffindor before. Oh, my husband's Al- a Gryffindor. Alex is one. Okay, okay. Well, I guess I take that back. I've met three Gryffindors. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is amazing. A Gryffindor, huh? <laughs> Cool. Uh, cool story. Anyway, Heather, what's your number Heather, one? What's your five? number five? Uh, my number five was great. also Severus Snape. Oh boy. <laughs> For the exact same reasons. Always. Yeah. Rip. F and chat. Oh, you I do have it on your arm. Yeah, that's right. With the uh, the old it's HB tattoo. Too Landon, what do we have in chat? Um, you got to talk into the mic, my guy. Right. But he's trying to read also, <laughs> so it's like going back and forth. Yeah. Uh, Nick Beck's number five is Magneto. Yeah, Magneto has been playing that line of hero and villain back and forth since the 70s. Um, he took over and ran the X-Men school when uh, fan- when Mr. Professor X Words are hard was off-world. Okay. I'm struggling. Uh, <laughs> when Professor X was off-world, uh, and then he, again, became a villain for a while, and then he became a hero, and then he created uh, Asteroid M and started a whole nother team that wasn't the X-Men and then they fought the X-Men and then he became Zorn and then he killed Jean Grey and then it turned out that it wasn't Magneto, it was a clone of Magneto named Joseph (laughs) and that Magneto had actually been a good guy the whole time that he would never kill Jean Grey and then it turned out that Zorn was real too that like the clone of Magneto that was Joseph, Wolverine cut his head off and he died and Magneto was Magneto and then Zorn showed back up but then Zorn was two different people, they were the Zorn brothers, it was a whole thing but anyway so Magneto's been a good guy for a And then the universe died, and that got reset. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I do hope that a... that's where they leave off or take off with the new animated series for X-Men. I'm going to change my list now to match Britney's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what else we got, Landon? I don't care. Uh, you can Mal... copy me any day. Mal Nourish said, I don't have a list this week. I don't believe in second chances. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mal. <laughs> Hopefully you can forgive me for never, ever shipping that book to you that I meant to send you. Uh, I'm not good at uh, keeping up with shit like that. Uh, what else we got? Taylor Burton said five, Cable and Destiny. Cabal. Cabal and Destiny. Destiny. That was very cool for me playing them. while that story was unfolding. Yes. So in Destiny, because I've been playing that right now on Hyperfocused in the morning, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, especially since today I actually figured out how to actually complete this season. Uh, I had this season for like three weeks and couldn't figure it out and figured it out today. Yay. Uh, <laughs> I, I described it perfectly today is that I know a lot about the game to play it, but I also know nothing about the game to play it. So that's my best definition of what hyper-focused is right now. But in the series, the Cabal come in and they want to wipe out everybody, kill everybody, and then... Um, in Destiny 2, actually, so the end of Destiny, you see them wipe out like a good chunk of humanity, a good chunk of the Guardians, everybody that's there to protect. And then in Destiny 2, you actually meet a different cabal, little I call her Katie, but I think it's Kittal. Um, And she actually works with the Guardians to put a stop to the bad cabal that are going around. And Zazeza ends up going into it. Zavala, I nickname people. Um ends up going and working with her like it's a fantastic storyline so i agree taylor i love that you were using the nickname as you were just like nobody else is going to be able to keep that's why i said and then i was like oh zavala yeah that's the word for it that's what katie could all yeah 
everything's great. Ben's number five is Loki. Loki is another great example of the original villain that brought the Avengers together, both in the 616 comic universe and then also in the MCU. Um, And, uh, you know, he's been a good guy. He's been a bad guy. And then obviously the the Loki TV series has definitely cast him as the hero. Hero for a lot of reasons. My number five is Jesus. Jesus Christ. It's Jason Bourne. Uh, so, uh, 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 Matt Damon's, uh, spy character, Jason Bourne, uh, initially a murderer for hire that worked for the government, uh, got amnesia, uh, recovered, forgot who he, didn't know who he was. Uh, suddenly he's a master in all forms of martial arts and he's killing people who are trying to kill him. And then he figures out that he's this person and he decides to work on the side of the angels. But, yeah, cause uh, why not? Yeah, Jason Bourne is like uh, if if uh, James Bond was cool, <laughs> for sure. Like uh, hey, Bond. Brett, that's a classic. And give me your number four. My number four. Let me look. Okay, so my number four is gonna be Vegeta from Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z. It's over nine thousand. Uh, I only put him at my number four just because he's a classic, and it's been so long since he's really been a bad guy. So, yeah, Vegeta. Since the Majin storyline. Yeah. Whenever he you yeah. know, turned evil for a minute there. Just so he could be more powerful than Goku. I mean... <laughs> Vegeta, when are you going to learn? <laughs> <laughs> also, father of the year, that guy. Well, I, I take it back. You know, I said that sarcastically, but he is a way better dad than Goku. Way better dad. <laughs> he shows up. He's there. Like, he may not be the most caring father, but he's around... Goku's basically missed all of his children's childhoods. Yeah, because he them. dies a lot. Yeah, and then he's, he's either... like just there watching and hovering over. And Vegeta, uh, oh, it's right here. His wife, blue-haired lady. Uh, Chi-Chi. Nope. Bulma. 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 Uh, yeah, Bulma. Not like, Volva. <laughs> I did not say that. Thank you very much. It's very close. Uh, he treats her with a whole different level of respect and that marriage is healthier than goku and chi chi's ever could be yeah that is the unhealthiest relationship ever i i love but in uh i loved in dragon ball super where they've got the god of destruction there and everybody's like scared to death of him and then he smacks chi chi and vegeta just picks a fight with him immediately like Mm -hmm. does not give a shit he's like god of destruction huh you don't touch my wife and that starts the Bummer. whole thing with the like universe uh combat mm-hmm. story arc and all of them becoming like super saiyan gods and the whole thing is just because the god of destruction was just like Psh. yeah like she can take care of herself but nah don't yeah. do it yep i just have respect for that yeah i like it heather what's your number four black widow there you go yeah she started out as you know assassin and now she's an Avenger, or well, I guess not anymore. <laughs> Once an Avenger, always an Avenger. Yeah. Budapest, and she's, and she's just a human. She kicks a lot of butt. I yep. mean, she's a she's a uh, trained assassin from the uh, Russian Red Room. She's not yeah. just your average human being. True. And they really lightened her up by removing her uh, all of her ovaries and stuff. It makes yeah. her makes her a lot faster. <laughs> Um, anyway, could be true. I don't know. <laughs> just, I think it's weird that they're just like, we're just going to give you a full hysterectomy. That's your like final test of being yeah. a spy. Takes no ties. Feelings. Yeah. And then you got to shoot your dad. 
Yep. Anyway, yeah. Black Widow, huh? Yeah, she's cool. <laughs> Landon, what we got in chat? Nick Beck's number four is Caliban. Yes, so Caliban, let me see. He is... I got nothing. He's a mutant. Caliban is the... Caliban is one of the Morlocks, uh, and he lives in the sewer. He's got white skin. Um, I forget what his abilities are, though. Honestly, I'm drawing a blank on that. It's been a minute since I've thought about Caliban. Nick will tell us. What's your, what else you got? Uh, Taylor Burton said his number four was Kylo Ren. Slightly unpopular opinion, but I love Kylo, and that it came full circle for him to be a powerful Jedi that helped defeat Palpatine for good. Adam Driver needed spinal surgery after carrying that series. My biggest problem with the final movie is that after his redemption, Kylo Ren dies. Like, if if the kiss they shared took his life force and put it in Ren, and then that killed him, why didn't she put half of it back in him? And then they could both, you know, live. Like, why did it have to be all? And they didn't even try. She's just like, you okay, tried cool, this. Am- yeah, you tried this amazing thing and it saved my life. I have the exact same abilities you do, but I'm not going to return the favor. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll miss you. <laughs> Bye. Deuces. Uh, no, but yeah, Kylo Ren. Uh, I liked him in the costume. I liked him. I liked him with the mask and and before he took it off and uh, you know had the wide body with the high waisted pants. That was still not a look. Like it hurts just thinking about it because he's an attractive man. It was poorly done cinematography. Really, I think it was just a really bad camera angle and they didn't fix it. They were just like, "Oh, nailed it." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan Johnson. Oh, and he has superhuman smell and super smart. Cabal, no, not Cabal. Cadell. Caliban? Caliban. Yeah, words are hard. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what else we got in chat? Uh, ben said that his number four was, I believe, Seto Kaiba. Seto Kaiba! Yeah, from Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, Katrina had a massive crush on Seto Kaiba. Yes. Um, and she actually has the like full deck, uh, Kaiba's deck, and she has... Um, she this has is Kaiba. why mom is the best. And... Think Yugi's full decks from Yu-Gi-Oh. This is why what mom is, is the best. A crush on Seto Kaiba. Yeah. Yep. Yes, my wife had a crush on a I guy with too. a bowl cut. Yeah. Him and then the ultimate bad guy, but I can't think of, or not the ultimate bad guy, but the guy that turned bad to good. That's Kaiba. Yeah. <laughs> what am I thinking of? Joey, probably. Probably. Nobody had a crush on Joey's an idiot. No. Saying lots of words I don't know. This is fun. <laughs> so she's not a third-rate duelist with a fourth-rate deck. No, she has a first-rate deck, and I think the I, I don't know. She's got Exodia. It's whatever. Hey, even Oliver Tree gets play. Be malnourished. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, my Lord. number my number four is a everybody's favorite parrot, Iago from Aladdin. Yay. Uh, famously voiced by Gilbert Godfrey, has some of the best not-for-kids jokes in the entire movie uh, between him and uh, Robin uh, Williams. Uh, and then uh, in the first Aladdin, not to so good. And in the second Aladdin, he becomes a hero. And uh, by the end of that, he becomes a regular part of the Aladdin TV series, still voiced by Classic. Gilbert Godfrey. Um, and uh, he's a great character. I think I've only watched the first Aladdin 
So you know, after uh, um, you may not maybe, know maybe this, maybe King of Thieves, but I think King I of Thieves like... is technically the second one because yes. I remember married. the song, but not the whole movie. Prince That's of fair. Thieves. Hmm? Is it King of Thieves? King of Thieves is the third one. Aladdin Two is the Jafar's Revenge, I where that Jafar was the comes third back because the, the second one is where they were getting married. Yeah, because that would be the King of Thieves. King That's of why Thieves he's is trying to find one. his death. Fair. I don't know. I've watched them all. But for those of you who don't know, <laughs> after Robin Williams was done playing Genie, um, his character was voiced by Dan Castellanata, who is a very famous voice actor, most famously known for voicing Homer Simpson. So Homer Simpson was the was Disney's Genie after Robin Williams gave up. That was another like reason the Simpsons predicted the future. Yeah. So uh, going to be on Disney. Hey, Britt. What's your number three? My number three is Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. I love Harley. I love all about it, and it's really fun seeing her try to be a good guy. Um, there's a so I, wa- I read the Bat Family on Webtoons, and it's a really fun scene where Batman is like taking a vacation day, and Alfred calls in Superman and Harley Quinn to protect Gotham because it took both of them to do what Batman does. And it's just a very fun scene together and her trying to be a good guy. So she's got her super big bat so she can beat them. It's just innocent and fun. And by innocent, I mean murderous, but also fun. (laughs) As long as you murder people with a smile, it's still fairly innocent. Um, Lady Gaga is the most recent actor to be uh, cast to play Harley Quinn. I think she's going to do a good job. I've yet to see her do a bad job in anything. I do like her redemption of getting rid of Joker, though. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's helpful for a lot of ladies that need to get out of a toxic as she is relationship. Yes. If anyway. You, uh, yeah. Heather, ladies, if you uh, need help, call Margot Robbie directly and uh, she'll, she'll work it out. Help you. Yeah. <laughs> Heather, what's your number three? The Grinch. The Grinch. Yeah. Blake does a much you know. better Grinch voice than me. <laughs> Stealing all the presents and then his heart grows what three times three sizes size. yeah. he's a nice old happy fuzzy man so <laughs> out of the uh boris karloff uh jim carrey and benedict cumberbatch which one's your favorite grinch oh i don't cumberbatch. know it's mine i want to say jim carrey just because it's the most recent one i think i've watched yeah but that's probably not accurate who was the very first cartoon? Boris Karloff. Mm-hmm. It's probably that then. It's Boris Karloff. I got burnt on the like I'm burnt out on watching them. So and also Benedict Cumberbatch is my man. Yeah, so. I think mine's still Jim Carrey. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Landon, what do we got in chat? Nick Beck said his number three was Vengeance. Oh yes, so the uh, the Venom to it, it, it's. Vengeance is like Venom is to Spider-Man for Ghost Rider. So he is a big, bulky uh, bag of bones with a flaming skull and spikes everywhere and green fire instead of orange and red fire. And he, you know, chain whip, the whole nine yards, spikes, damage. But he's just a much bigger, scarier version of Ghost Rider. And uh, Vengeance is fun. Vengeance I know is nothing. really fun. That one I have no... I never got into Ghost Rider. Yeah. Probably because Nicolas Cage. But I just never had an interest in reading about it. I just feel it. like my head's on fire. <laughs> I liked the Ghost Rider that was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Yeah. 
I never finished that either. So that's yeah. not the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. That's actually the most recent character from the comics to be Ghost Rider. And instead of having a motorcycle, he has a, a, a challenger. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But th- that's the uh, the rumor that they're going to bring that Ghost Rider into the MCU as well. So I'll be happy with that. See, but Vengeance is really cool. He's, like I said, bigger, more violent, scarier version of, of Ghost Rider. More violence, always awesome. Landon? Taylor Burton said their number three was Anakin Skywalker. Aww. I'm an Anakin defender, super troubled person, huge story, died saving a son. I'm going to be on the show one day, and I'm going to give my two cents and make everyone a believer. Please do. I think that Anakin was fine in Clone Wars and uh, Rebels, and uh, I think that in the prequel series, he's a big crybaby and uh, not the person i would have thought would turn into the coolest most dangerous person in the galaxy you gotta start somewhere and if everybody's hurting and all you got is tears you gotta cut it off i'm not i'm not disagreeing with taylor burton i'm just saying that like he's disagreeing i'm agreeing with you anakin and there's some bad versions of anakin and the bad versions are in the prequel movies i'm agreeing with you taylor i got you i almost put it on my list you're, what else we got correct. in chat, Landon? <laughs> Ben's number three is Anton Ego. Yes. The poor French child from a farming village grew up to be the number one food critic in all of France. Oh, yeah. I never watched that Disney movie. And then he didn't I don't believe, know why. I just haven't. <laughs> he didn't believe the moniker that everyone can be a chef you know and uh even rats was very angry and very critical about it until he was proven wrong by remy the rat of ratatouille's name who uh made him a dish can you guess what the dish is it's ratatouille that's right and that's what the movie's Mm. named after so i haven't watched it uh there's a really funny (laughs) There's a really funny bit in uh, Dungeons and Daddies, the uh, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast I listen to. Where yeah. They they talk about like doing a ratatouille where they like grab a monster by the hair and like control it every once in a while. And so one of the actors goes, "I'm gonna do a reverse ratatouille and I'm gonna climb on its back and I'm gonna ride it." And he's like, "So like you're gonna ride it like like a horse? Like you're like that's not a ratatouille. That's just riding a horse, man. Like it's, <laughs> it's just so stupid." He was just like, "I'm gonna do a reverse ratatouille." It's like so normal thing. Like you're just gonna ride an animal. Cool. Anyway. What's your number three? Oh, my number three. You got close to hitting me a couple times there, sir. I have sharp objects. <laughs> Anyway, the camera's only on you. My number three. (laughs) My number three is one of Will Ferrell's most iconic characters. That's right, Megamind. The uh, the uh, amalgamation of uh, some of the greatest villains in all of comic book history, brought to life by the hilarious Will Ferrell. Um, And uh, by the end, you're like, "Holy shit, he's the hero! This is great." Uh, I love Megamind. It's probably one of my favorite DreamWorks movies. Uh, it's it's way up on the list. Never watched that one either. Bro! I couldn't get behind the CGI. Just, <sighs> eh. All right, everybody else in the chat, just talk about how great Megamind is, please. Thank you, Ben. Got ahead of me on that one. Uh, <laughs> is that the name of the movie? Yeah. Megamind. Megamind? Yeah. I don't think I I know enough about the movie. I can talk to it's... it. Like, she ends up falling in love with him, and yeah. It's Brad Pitt as yeah. the, the hero. <laughs> And then, Spoilers for a movie that's like 
30 years old? Jonah Hill it's is the villain. 20. Will Ferrell becomes the hero. It's just a really great it's movie. Dr. It's Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, got, but with he's got a, CGI. Uh, his his henchman is a fish in a fishbowl with a robot body. Dr. Horrible's is a sweaty it's guy. It's just really cool. <laughs> and he ends up falling, and the girl ends up falling with saying, him. But like, she kills he kills her too fast. Just saying, it's like, check it out. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'll watch it one day. Thanks, thanks, Heather. I appreciate it. Brittany, what's your number two? My number two is Shashamaru from Inuyasha. Yes, I love that story. I was watching uh, the princesses. Crap, the new series that they're bringing in where they talk about like the children of Shashamaru and Inuyasha. I can't think of the name of it. Uh, Something princesses. And you see a little bit more of his backstory and like him taking care of his family now. And it is the sweetest, more most toxic thing ever because he doesn't know how to be a parent. He barely knows how to deal with being nice on a day to day basis. Also, he ended up marrying the girl that he like basically adopted at the age of eight, which is problematic. But other than that, it's a great like Woody Allen. Yeah, pretty much. I don't think they were related, though. Not by blood. Oh, yeah, he was the stepdad, wasn't Who? he? Yeah, Woody, Woody Allen. Allen. Yeah. yeah. yeah he... In my head for a second, he was the bio. So he he and his wife adopted this girl, mm-hmm. and then when she got older, he divorced his wife and married his adopted daughter. Because nothing's not weird about that. Yeah, well, the classic Woody Allen move. <laughs> Heather, what's your number two? The Winter Soldier. Yeah. He might have been brainwashed when he was a bad guy, but... Hello, He's Bucky so Barnes. Yeah. Your mom's name was Sarah. Am I supposed to know what that means? That's what <laughs> That's what uh, Winter Soldier says to Cap. Oh, duh. When he's verifying that he <laughs> is like, himself again. If he's like brainwash or not. Yeah. yeah. It took me a second to, I was like, ah. Oh, yeah. Winter Soldier still, to this day, is my favorite MCU film. It is so good. I love that movie. I don't know if I have. I haven't thought about a favorite MCU film. It's, Maybe I, Black Panther. I'm not a Captain America fan. I would not have thought that in you know the amount of years we've had MCU films that my favorite out of all of them would be a Captain America movie, but it definitely is. I love Winter Soldier. That is a perfect movie. It's it a is perfect good. movie. I think Black Panther might be mine. Black Panther's up on my list. I also definitely. rock that soundtrack all the time. Yeah, it's I'm a good really one. I'm really excited for the soundtrack. I like the Guardian soundtrack, too. Yeah. I've learned a lot of like Motown-era songs that I had never heard before since since that came out there you go i figured you were old enough you knew them all (laughs) (laughs) when yeah she got me all right landon what do we have in chat (laughs) uh nick beck said their number two was apocalypse Ooh, that's a good one apocalypse actually i almost put apocalypse on my list uh so uh apocalypse has been one of the biggest villains the X-Men have ever faced. And for the majority of his history, he has just been a villain. But since the uh, amnesty created by uh, Professor X and Maura McTaggart, uh, the creation of uh, Krakoa as an island nation for the mutants uh, and, and making it a place where all mutants could come and live together, Apocalypse turned over a new leaf. He's a, he's a 
member of their society and he's one of the x-men now and um he helped with the whole like island nation of Araco, where the other half of like the mutant race had disappeared to and they all came back and they unified krakoa and Araco, and they fought Thanks, each Dr. other ah oh, so cool um but uh yeah apocalypse is so cool and uh, seeing him not necessarily being a villain. Oh, another great story was whenever they destroyed Apocalypse's body, and then he came back as a small child, and then uh, uh, and then uh, he was like being raised by the oh, X Men. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he grew up and like, figured out what it was, and they were kind of hiding it from him, and then yeah. he just set him off in general. Well, they called him like Kid Apocalypse too. Like yeah. they didn't even. <laughs> Yeah, like, just like surprise, yeah, not surprised. But uh, that whole thing has been great. I, I the, all the stuff, the modern era stuff with Apocalypse has been really good. It's been a lot of character uh, growth that for a character that basically was introduced as the big bad and just left that way for the majority of his history. Hmm. Good story. Cool. What else we got? Uh, Taylor Burton said their number two was Doctor Otto so Octavius. Good. From Spider-Man 2 all the way to No Way Home was a great arc and so wholesome with Peter at the end. Agreed. I almost put that. <clears throat> Dude. I almost had him that and on Sandman. my list, too. It was yes. so good. Also, uh, if you're going to bring up Dr. Ock, Doc Ock and his turn from villain to hero, you have to bring up Superior Spider-Man. My God, the greatest version of Spider-Man who's ever been created. Absolutely <laughs> amazing. Please give me more Superior Spider-Man. It's Doc Ock and Spider-Man's body. And he's amazing. My number two. Uh, oh, wait. We've got more, don't we? Yeah, you got your brothers. Yeah, Ben's number two is Gara from Naruto. Naruto. Yeah. Gara of the desert. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I just like saying that. One of the scariest early villains in the Naruto series. He's, like, homicidal. It's dangerous. He doesn't mind ripping people apart. And then by the end of the original Naruto storyline, he's just, like, best buddies with naruto and they like totally pal around and then uh, by the time you get to ship it in and then he like doesn't have the tailed beast inside of him anymore and then his powers aren't as strong i mean he's still kind of cool but he's a lot cooler when he still had the tailed beast in him but either way gar is amazing can you read what yep. your brother put towards the end about kid apocalypse yes. I, I can i can read ben's comment. What did, what did i did it see it what did it say ben said i can't see it kid apocalypse has now officially been talked about more times than kid omega and it still counts because you said both names in one sentence so it's still been talked still, about more still true it's you, sour grapes really guys just sour grapes my number two uh one of the uh most well-known mutants who we've still yet to get a good version in live action, uh, Rogue. Um, originally stole all of the powers from Miss Marvel and put uh, Carol Danvers in a coma, and uh, that's what gave Rogue all of her flying and strength abilities and all of that. So then whenever Professor X did eventually find a way to give Rogue control of her powers, it turns out she can just copy people's abilities um, without having to kill them. Um, and that's what led to her and Gambit getting married and going on Pinky, a Pinky space-bound honeymoon yeah. in the last uh, couple of years. And uh, Rogue is an amazing character. I love Rogue so much. I love her storyline. I won't lie. I did not like Anna Paquin playing her in the X-Men series. Um, you want to talk about somebody that I just felt like was played be, to be like, oh, poor pitiful me type of thing. I hated it because she is such a strong woman. Like whether you not you want her to be Southern or not, that woman will chew you up, spit you out, and then suck the life out of you and kill you. 
Like, I love that woman in the comics okay. and in the animated series. I didn't series. know how cool she was until I watched the animated series after, you know, mm-hmm. all the current X-Men stuff. I was like, yeah, she's much cooler. Yes. She, she's, she's not incredible. a little poor me person. Nope. From the and then what she does with, like, uh, Cat Marvel, like, that would be really interested to see if they play that into the cinematic universe with X-Men. Like, if Rogue is a bad guy and goes up against Cap America and then, like, sucks all of her life, like, her memories and all of that out of her, that could be a fun story. Well, here's the crazy thing. In the Marvel comics, when Rogue stole Carol Danvers' powers, the power level Carol Danvers had at that time was not equivalent to Captain Marvel's powers in the comics. She got more power later when she took on the mantle of Captain Marvel. The Captain Marvel we have in the MCU is way different way more powerful than rogue has ever been if she steals all of captain marvel's powers even like a fraction we're gonna have like a phoenix force level rogue oh i'm for it yeah that'd be, cool. that'd be nuts i'm for um, it i'm for it I'm for yeah it. i love rogue hey Brittany. hey are you ready to give us your number Two weeks worth to make up for. <laughs> uh, my number one is Endeavor from uh, My Hero Academia. Dude, I love Endeavor. <laughs> His, I felt like I hated him, and then by the end of the last season, felt so bad for him. Like, it was justified, but I still felt so bad for him with his kids and him trying to just make up for being a giant douche all of his life. Yeah. And... It just, it plays on every emotion from level one to level two, and I love the way that they have developed him in the story. The same way with Bakaru, or Baku. Bakugo? Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Like, he's kind of the villain starting off, and then towards the end, he's just, he's there actually supporting Deku. And in the manga, it just gets even worse, and it's better. I love it. I feel like there's a bit lost in translation between Japan and America with Always. the story of Endeavor, because in Japan, stories of um, like trying to establish yourself in a and like the class structure, and that being equivalent to being there for your family, as opposed to in America, it's like be there for your family. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Japan, that's not necessarily frowned upon to put more work into your career than you do in raising your children. So yep. when you look at Endeavor, and uh, I think probably the worst thing about Endeavor is him driving his wife to the point of being so crazy that she poured boiling water on her son's face. But also, like, that's not really Endeavor's fault that his wife had a mental split, you know, um, even though he The level of abuse it. towards her and, like, the children, it was kind of on him. Yeah. That was kind of really it, on uh, him. He couldn't have known she was going to break that way. She wasn't going to be able to leave either. Yeah, that's true. I'm not I'm not arguing for Endeavor. I'm just saying that in Japanese culture that's a the, he, the characters looked at a little differently than he is in American culture. Yeah. Like in American culture, he's a giant piece of shit. Like so his redemption arc is a little bit harder to stomach, but he is an incredible character. He is. It's well, that entire uh anime and manga is just beautifully done. Yeah. And then the reveal of who, um, what's his name is, 
The one with all the scars on his face, the patches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're not going to. What's his? But anyway. <laughs> Dobby. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, Dobby. Uh, oh, I love him. Heather, what's your number one? Uh... We've already <laughs> talked about it, but. Oh, yeah. Loki. Oh, good. Loki? Loki? Yeah, dude. What about Loki? I could talk about Loki all day. I still liked him even as a villain, but, you know, once he becomes a hero, he's a little more lovable. And it's mischief. I fell in love with him at the puny god. Like yeah, that, Hulk was that just was beating great. him. I was like, ah, okay, I love this character. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I want more. Uh, yep. Maybe when he was like, I think I'll have that drink now. Mm-hmm. That, was, uh, that was a great line. Yep. Definitely. I like his comedy. Yeah. I, I can see that. I, I like, like his how... comedy, his face, his body, all the things. I, I like how he's so full of himself that when he gets knocked down a peg, you just feel really good about it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure I've never triggered that emotion in anyone, but I just think that's interesting with Loki. Uh, Landon, what do we have in chat? Nick Beck's number one is Danny Stewart. What? Villain turned hero. When was I the villain? <laughs> You don't have to answer that. What else? I wasn't got? going to. Uh, Ben's number one is I don't know how to pronounce this. Haya. Hie from Hie. Yu Yu Hakusho. Are you familiar with uh, Yu Yu Hakusho? Spirit detectives. Yeah. I am not familiar. Oh, it was a classic <laughs> from like I think it was done yeah. in the eighties and nineties. So Hie starts out back. as as one of the 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 bad guys in the the beginning of the series, and pretty I think after like season one he pretty much falls in line with uh, just being the main competitor for Yu Yu throughout the rest of the series. Um, but like on his same side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else we got? Taylor's uh, number one is Crowley from so Supernatural. Supernatural. What more could you want from a baddie with a heart? Yeah. yeah. And I've not Gotta seen... Love the King of Hill. Uh, actually, you you two can probably speak more to this than I can because I'm not I a fan of Supernatural. I haven't watched the last four seasons. I meant like seasons maybe i do love him like i love the back and forth he's kind of like supernatural's loki just not as good like he's always plotting he's always got his devil deals that are going on um he's always going up against the winchesters but there's several times where like they're past like a line on what they're doing and he just genuinely helps and then you can tell the further that the seasons go he just genuinely does like the boys especially moose um and he helps them now i haven't seen it like the last three or four seasons and that's what i'm like doing for spooky season is rewatching everything um but i do believe towards the end the last season like he actually goes full good that's what i think i'm to where he's he's helping to do something good but he's only doing it for his benefit what is crowley He's a demon. A demon. A demon. Okay. And the king of hell eventually, and then not the king of hell, and then the king of hell again. That's what and I then think not. he just became the king of hell. Yeah. Huh. So he's like their Mephisto. Or he's trying to. Somewhere right in there. Kind of, just not <laughs> as good. My he's number like one. Loki Mephisto. My number one is uh, Venom. So not from the movies, but from the comics. Venom, Eddie Brock specifically, has had one of the greatest villain-to-hero turns in all of comics history, Uh, starting with the Lethal Protector storyline where he went from being just Spider-Man's show up every once in a while and cause trouble villain to being Spider-Man on steroids and (laughs) and, uh, having to hold back his lust for death and murder uh, while trying to save innocence. Uh, But Venom's one of the 
strongest, most lasting ancillary characters from a comic series of all time. Yeah. I like him. Especially the newer stuff with him. Yeah. I don't know. Well, just I think never about it. read much about old Carnage. Other than what I saw in like the... Or like the animated series from like way back that was on Fox in the mornings. So who is that one? Who is Batman's arch nemesis? Joker. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who is Superman's arch nemesis? Mm, Lex Luthor. Or, or yeah, <laughs> or Darkseid. Yeah, it's Lex Luthor. Yeah. Uh, who is Spider-Man's arch nemesis? Venom. Or Green Goblin. It's Green Goblin, but I would argue that Venom's more popular than Green Goblin, which you don't see a lot with with superheroes of that Hmm. ilk. Hmm. More popular to people, not like right making it. I think that's only because I can't say. Like if I show the lay person on the street a picture of Venom, they're gonna know it's Venom. If I show the lay person on the street a picture of Green Goblin, they may not know which character that is. Only because of the. Venom has such a consistent design like it's really hard to change that up Green Goblin does change often Mm. as far as like how it looks based off of the comics the animated shows the live action it kind of just changes up and I think that may make it a little bit more difficult but Willem Dafoe if you show him just like in the bodysuit from this part down they would know who it is yeah I think for I think for people like there there are people on the street who are not fans of uh, superhero movies and probably have never seen the Sam Raimi movies, but would probably still know who Venom was. Hmm. My I only get to Google that now. Venom is how many people have the seen movies, it? and I think I still knew who he was before all that happened. He's yeah. all over the place. I mean, shoot, he was in. Um, but Disney's I Infinity, have, I the game Infinity, yeah. Disney Affinity, where they had like the little games that you would, or characters that you'd put on chips that was trying to be like the Sparrow thing of the time. And then you got in and played as like Disney characters, and then they added Star Wars, and then they added uh, like Marvel characters. Somebody help me with the name of this thing. I think it's. Infinity. I know, I know what you're Infinity. talking about. So yeah, I think that's it. So, like, even back then, which was like 2012, 2013, you were still seeing Venom a lot more than you do see. Green Goblin. Yeah. I agree with that. Fantastic. Well, thank you guys for joining us for this top five hero villains turned heroes. Next week we are doing top five times that a hero has been turned into something else. Mm, I call Thor. Okay. And Loki. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so top five times a hero has been changed into something else. Uh, there's some great stories built around that. I already can have thought of pretty much my whole top five. So, yeah, because you thought like you picked it before everybody else had an I idea. I was looking at the cat on your cup, and I thought, oh man, uh, I remember when uh, this character got turned into a cat, and then I was like, ah, that'd be great. I also call fruit baskets. Okay. Does it count if they turn themselves into the object? Pickle Rick. Well, I was thinking about <laughs> Minerva. that's funny but anyway (laughs) thank you for joining us on top five not it either why chop <laughs> everything's great everything's guys perfect. landon's new he's he's doing his best over there doing awesome. <laughs> it's technically my first time doing this yeah, yeah. big lump well, with tr- knobs huh? it's corn oh, it's corn oh 
okay. It's got the but, juice. Uh, okay. You know, Landon, thank you for jumping in and filling Heather's shoes for this week. Um, you're doing great. You're doing great. As, as assistant awesome. to the technical director, you're really knocking it out of the park. You guys, you ready for Interabang Superhero Trivia? Yeah, there's no file card for that yet. I haven't, I haven't come up with it. So what this is, is I have 10 trivia questions that I have written out here. Do you have the um, answers written out also so you don't change them? I do. Because I do you don't the, agree with them? I do have the answers written out, and that was my question and my answer. I didn't change anything. Well, I was telling them about this last week. According to the screenshot week. that I got, it was word for word the same. I, it's possible you saw a different question with a different answer, or the same question with a different answer, but the one... Natasha. It's not. It's definitely Betty Ross. For the history of the character has always been Betty Ross. Anyway, it's me. I'm, I'm asking questions, Ben. You dumbass. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying not to. I'm trying to make this where you can't see through the paper. You know, oh, we're I'm well not paying attention. Here. Yeah, I sent it to your brother too. He's like verbatim. It, it wasn't. <laughs> anyway. Thanks, Ben. Anyway, so let's start off with. Uh, Brittany. Okay. You ready for question one? Sure. Okay. I'm going to probably fail this. I suck at tests. You know what? I'm not going to know these. What are you doing? <clears throat> oh, go ahead and try. Okay. <laughs> question one. I will move so quick. I bet you will. <laughs> yeah. What is Tony Stark's... Move. What is Tony Stark's brother's name? Tony Stark's brother? Mm-hmm. Tony Stark has a brother. He's been in the comics for a few years now. What's his name? I got nothing. Won't lie. Did not know he had a brother. Heather? I, I have no idea. It's Arno Stark. <laughs> I will get up and walk out. <laughs> Actually, now I'm disappointed that shooting that at you. If that was all it was, I'm shooting you at... I'm, that's where I'm going from now on. Okay, Heather. This one's okay. a bit tougher. Oh, That's great. Uh, what is Peter Parker's sister's name? I didn't know he had a sister. Yeah, he it does. It has been recently no revealed in the comics <sighs> that Peter had a Peter's parents had a secret child because they were secretly the part of the CIA, and that's where she was born after they left and abandoned Peter Parker. Son of a monkey! I could tell you the entire storyline. Uh, yeah, I don't have a clue. Rip. I want to say May. It's Teresa. Teresa. Yeah. Teresa Parker. Thanks, Ben. I'm sorry I didn't look up. <clears throat> I could tell you the entire storyline for it. Like, even what her pow- like powers and her little armor suit, all of that, but I could not think of her name for the life Brittany, of me. What is Wolverine's biological father's name? <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, that was the one. <laughs> That's our one for the hour. Yeah. <clears throat> uh. I don't know. I just want to say John for some reason. It is Thomas Logan. Yeah. Oh, sorry, everyone. Sorry. I, I got the mic now. <laughs> I got nothing. <clears throat> Brittany, or Heather, Wolverine is Weapon X. Who is Weapon 1? Captain America. He sure is. He sure the hell is. I knew a question. For an answer. All right, here we go, Brittany. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. In DC Comics history, oh, son of a 
<laughs> How many colors of kryptonite have there been? Four? It's eight. Yeah, I should have known. <laughs> I remember the red, yellow, green, and the pink, because that was controversial. I can't, I don't. It's red, gold, white, green. Uh, Wasn't the white blue, one that changed his race? Blue. Uh, there's one of them that turns him gay. That's it's pink. pink. And I think there were, I think the white one changed his race because that was a whole comic line that got yeah. really swept under the rug afterwards. Black. <laughs> yeah, it changed his race. No, black is the last color. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was set up perfect. Oh, man. I was oh, like, man. so confused that on that one. Okay. Heather. In Batman, starring Michael Keaton, what was Joker's real name? I got nothing. I don't even. I barely no remember idea. that movie. That's what I've probably watched the movie once. I remember more about George Clooney's, just because it was scarred in the head. Bat nips. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. No. It's Jack Napier. Hashtag Jack Release Napier. Release the bat tits. All right. <laughs> I'm totally gonna fail all this. It's payback. It's revenge. It's fair. I just mean so, I'm going to have more fun. I, I guarantee you're going to get this one, Brittany. Yeah, you just guaranteed me losing it. In Teen Titans. Animated, live action. It doesn't matter. In Comics. Teen Titans, <laughs> Raven has a big evil father named what? Oh. I told you since you said they, I was going to get it. They name him in the TV show, too, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> daddy Mom. that's what i'm going with it's daddy daddy it's daddy it's trigon, trigon. Yes. yep it's trigon because of the anime i used to tie those together heather it's a superman question oh god i'm probably gonna get it wrong then <laughs> what is superman's biological mother's name <laughs> Goodness, I should even know this. I just rewatched Superman and Lois. Nope, no idea. <laughs> Britt? I got nothing. Sorry, with a K, probably. It's Lara Solvan. Yeah. 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 All right, Brittany, you ready? Sure. During what crossover did Spider Man receive the symbiote costume? With X Men. It's not Martha, uh, Ben. It's, uh, that's his Martha. adopted mother's name. <laughs> Why'd you say that name? Um, I don't know the specific. I know it was with the X-Men because it was after they went out to space and then came back. I don't know. Secret Wars. Well, it's during the Secret Wars. Uh, thank you, Ben. Um so all of the heroes' costumes had been damaged, and they were sent in to get their costumes out of a replicator. And uh, Spider-Man walked in behind another superhero. Oh, that was the OG Secret Wars. Yeah, the I didn't read up on that one. He walked in as another superhero was walking out, and he's like, this is where we get new costumes? And he's like, yeah, right over there. And he vaguely gestured in the direction that the Venom symbiote is being kept in a glass cage. <laughs> and Spider-Man <laughs> just walks up and, like, takes it. Yeah, and it just, like, bonds to him, and he gets this new costume. And he's like, oh, dude, this was cool. <laughs> yeah i never in life form back with him i tried reading the first secret wars won't lie it was boring as crap i just went on to the next like the newer one so this one's uh last question heather this one's kind of tough uh landon feel free to chime in on this one if you know it 
Um, and, and Brittany. Uh, <laughs> Batman has a backup version of Batman that takes over when he loses control. What is he known as? Alfred? No. It's not Batwing. No. No. We can be something dumb. Martha. Plot armor. Is it Martha? <laughs> Plot armor. <laughs> no, it is actually Zurin Ah. It is the name of a yeah, another version of Batman with a patchwork bat costume. It's like yellow and red and orange and purple. Uh, and it uh, when when Bruce Wayne loses control of his Batman persona, Zurin Ah takes over. I, all I could think of is like Bat Knight. <sighs> Where he was just clinically insane and killing people. Well, thank you guys for joining me on uh, in Terabang. Uh, yeah, superhero I trivia questions. Yeah, I'm not good and at And then these. this is where the splash card will go up, and it'll like there'll be some music, and then maybe I'll just go like, Terabang! Anyway. I'd be excited yeah. to give your questions for uh, Beat the Nerd King. I'm yeah. going to give questions to people. Nice, 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 nice. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. So... <laughs> I guess that's kind of us for the week, huh, guys? Yep. yep. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about our show. Um, if you haven't had a chance yet, please go to comicallyinclined.com and check out our merch page that is now up. There's a lot of great T-shirt designs up there, um, including some I've probably forgotten because I. Oh yes, yes, of course. Family name Zurana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Ben. Um, we do have CapeCon coming up in two weekends, uh, September 30th, October 1st, and 2nd. Uh, we Come have the entire original voice cast of Ruby, Ruby. Yes. Uh, which is going to be so much fun. I'm so excited for them to be here. They they are a lot of fun. I've been looking at a lot of their social media I stuff. I know. They look like they have a blast everywhere they go. I've been doing research. We're also going to have Nakia Burris, the third Yellow Ranger from Power Rangers. Uh, she was the Zeo Ranger, the, the yeah. second Zeo Ranger, uh, Yellow. And uh, we've got some more guests uh, we have not announced yet, but uh, very excited about that. Um, also, if you've got $5, $1, $3 kicking around in your pocket, check out our Patreon. Uh, Taylor Burton is on the shout-out level for our Patreon, as well as Mike Casey Thanks, and uh, Keaton New, our head of audio editing. Um, and uh, also, however you're consuming the show, please leave us a rating. Uh, five stars. Uh, gold star. Uh, 10, 10, 10 out of 10? 100 out of a 10? <laughs> I don't know. Rings of Power is amazing, Ben. I'm glad you uh, brought it up. Um, also, for all the links to our sponsors and uh, our old merch, the uh, the Pat Bat shirt, which I Pat also need to get up on our merch page, um, you can check those out in the show notes. Um, if you have a burning question that you would like to send directly to us, you can go to the Contact Us form on our website, and we will field your question live on air. Um, also, when you get a second, check out The Shepherd and the Horn Girl by Brianna Bright, our, uh, our head writer and uh, head of our uh, publishing company, and Fireball Teen Superhero by Rose Roach, uh, one of our authors that we are publishing. Uh, Rose is an incredible author, and she does a great job. Um, this is not the list of sponsors. Uh, uh, we would like to thank Ken's Comic Man out of Poplar Bluff, Missouri. They are the place for nerd stuff. Go down and check them out. They've got literally everything inside their store, and it is a great, fun place to hang out. Perkins Performance, they handle all of our vinyl needs and uh, make sure that our designs look good and get out where you can see them. Picture What Designs designed our show, the logos, all of the uh, 
good looking stuff on that screen other than uh, these two. Uh, Monster Tattoo by uh, Aaron Thurman in Sykeston, Missouri. Uh, Aaron's a longtime friend of the show and also the artist in Arquitos the Spearman series. Uh, Lennox and Jude Photography. Uh, they are an incredible photography studio out of Sykeston. Check them out on Facebook. Blake Hickman Construction. We are literally in the house that Blake built. And uh, the Rock and Roll Drive-In in Chaffee, Missouri. Uh, when's the last time you were at a drive-in? Go check it out. They, uh, they have a great screen and a great sound system. Uh, and they're a good time. Uh, I think that's it for us. If you haven't already, head over to Cape Con or Cape Comic Con's Facebook page. And there is a post on there where you just type in like who you wish to like meet as far as celebrity like actors or voice actors commenting on that and tagging a friend gets you a chance to win one of the gold boxes for free that yeah. comes with two tickets to enter the con and come see me eh. um you also get the t-shirt you get a collect like collectibles all sorts of fun stuff uh whenever like if you win the box when you win the box manifest so make sure you head over there and check it out and tag your friends yeah yeah. Yeah. And that's my yeah. super short show. <laughs> Bye. And uh, for Comically Inclined, we'll catch you guys next time.